Hey, everybody. Welcome to this month's recording of our Keep On Rolling podcast. My name is Josh Swain. I'm the truck tire training manager for our U.S. sales team. And today I have the distinct pleasure of being joined with a couple of real experts here in our field. I'm joined by Michael and Nuno here. Um, both these guys are experts in a lot of things tire related here, but today they have agreed to join us to talk a little bit about airless tires. So before we get into those fun topics, though, I will turn it over to the two of them and uh, let them introduce themselves a little bit to our audience. Hi, my name is Michael Jackstadt. I am with Conti since 2015. I started in Pesca tires and had an uh, intermediate step uh, in Japan, where I stayed for two and a half years developing original equipment tires for um, Pesca as well, and for the Japanese OEMs. Since uh, 2022, I'm now with uh, R&D truck and bus in, located in Hannover, Stöcken. And I'm responsible there for extended platforms, so uh, which means technology development, which is exceeding the standard tasks. And there we are right in the topic of airless tires. Um, and my name is Nuno Teodoro. I'm 42 years old. I'm Portuguese. I'm with Conti since 15, so I'm already a little bit of a veteran. I entered the company 2008. I was part of some uh, Accelerate program for new entries. I did some tire line development for uh, passenger and light truck for OE and um, stayed some years with customer service central. Uh, so I also have a little bit of experience in other backgrounds. And then since almost 10 years, I've been a benchmark truck tire engineer for the complete Americas, which we normally split between two regions, so North and South America. And uh, thanks for inviting Josh. Yeah, absolutely. Glad to have both you guys here today. I mean, there, there's probably a ton of different topics we could talk about with the uh, with the two you guys and, and your level of expertise and, and all of these different areas you talked about. But uh, we appreciate you taking some time to talk to us a little about airless tires. Um, this is a topic that came up with some of our field sales group. And I think actually, uh, Nuno, I think you had a, a presentation that um, you gave to, to a couple of our folks in marketing uh, a few months ago that it really kind of got everybody thinking about this and, and talking a little bit more about it. Um, but I know from the field sales side, you know, when we talk about airless tires, I think everybody kind of thinks of the uh, the Michelin twheel that you might see on a lawnmower or in agricultural use or in some CST applications. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's, it, it's hard to, to see those and not think about, hey, what's the possibility on truck tires? So, you know, with that in mind, uh, do you think uh, you guys could give us a little bit of history on the airless tire and, and what it's been doing, how it got started off in our markets? So if we think about airless tires and to put things a bit in perspective, I would say, first of all, there's nothing really new about it. So the first wheels invented like 3,500 before crisis or BC um, are airless tires or airless wheels at the end. So tires have or wheels have been airless for, for, for years, thousands of years, and they are kind of now coming back. So the first invention after the airless wheel was the wheel with air or pneumatic tires. And at that time, they come with big advantages in regards of comfort, durability, and grip. And now we are in the position where we're thinking about, again, substituting the air with something different, giving or keeping the advantages we already got with uh, tires filled with air or with a pneumatics uh, effect. 
That's that's really that's really interesting to think about it like that. I mean, you're you're exactly right when you think about it. Wow, this is this is not really new technology. It's it's a maybe a reinvention of of some of the the first tires that were out there, uh, as opposed to it being something completely new and novel. It, it's it's really just kind of revisiting that. It's kind of an interesting way to look at it. And uh, if we think about it, we have pneumatic tires with all its advantages. It makes it even more difficult to bring a non-pneumatic tire back. Uh, into the market uh, with having additional advantages versus the pneumatic one. And um, there we can see, first of all, the challenge level. Bringing a, a non-pneumatic tire is a lot depending on the inflation pressure of the tire we want to replace. Because the more air we have inside the tire, the more we have to replace something with something different to keep the load capability and uh, to keep um, the performance of the tire at the end. So I would say this is uh, one of the biggest challenges uh, for, for truck tires where we have usually the highest inflation pressures in the market and also high load if we uh, exclude um, OTR, for example, for the moment. But this is also why we see much more um, movement in this area in the uh, Pesca site, where we only have like 2.5, three bars to replace instead of eight, nine bars, which we have in truck area. But maybe Nuno, you want to tell a bit about what our competitors are doing in this uh, field. Yeah, um, so I mean, we don't need to go uh, that far uh, behind in time. I mean, let's just think about the last 20, 25 years. So. Um, or even more, let's go to the 70s, because in the 70s, okay, I was not born, but we had uh, the, the NASA space missions where we went to the moon, and there we had rovers, so small electrical vehicles that were driving around on the surface of the moon, and there, uh, already at that point, they needed a tire solution, and, this, and that tire solution is actually making a comeback at the moment uh, in a company that is also kind of now appearing in, in LinkedIn. Uh, where they use a kind of nickel, um, nickel. it's called memory alloy metals. And already in the 70s, this was used in order to provide, okay, a, like an airless concept in the moon, because of course you cannot take like tires to the moon because they would puncture, you would lose it. What would happen to the rover? That's kind of in the 70s. And when you think about it and you think of NASA and space missions, you think of individualized solutions to an engineering problem. And this is something that Michael already touched. Airless tires, to bring them back, is a challenge because we have a great alternative, which is pneumatic tires, which are uh, cheap, yeah, relatively cheap. They're produced in mass and they work and they provide the safety and durability that we need. And when we shift towards the airless tires and we think of NASA space mission in the 70s, we think of specific um, one-on-a-lifetime engineering solutions that are costly, right? Because we're discussing units, we're not discussing millions of tires. So now if we jump in into the beginning of the 2000s, Michelin brought, first of all, their concept of the airless tire, which was very similar, or at least let's call it the predecessor of the current wheel. So I'm talking wheel, the lawnmower tire, and I'm, I'm not talking about Uptis, which is the new Michelin concept. In the, in the early 2000s, they presented it to the world and they said, okay, the future is airless. This is what we would like to, to provide. But as Michael said at the beginning of, of our podcast, there is a lot of engineering challenges there, 
right? And when you think about it from, let's say, from 15 years on until the 2010s, nothing really changed. There was no commercial solution for an airless tire for vehicles. And then Michelin came up with the Twill. So Twill is a combination of uh, tire and wheel, which is something that you see sometimes in, in universities or campus landmowers. And again, going back to Michael, it is easy to make airless tires when you have a low speed, <clears throat> low speed, low load application, right? And this is where you see these airless concepts. Um, but to really bring it to the next level, to bring a commercial solution to our customers, this has been a challenge. And at the moment, from a from a competitor point of view, we we see three players, two, I would say stronger so we have michelin of course which is was which was the one that initially tried to bring a commercial solution now bringing up this which will be available for a specific vehicle platform so in this again let's think about it uh, we're talking about a one gm vehicle we have a certain specific load with a tire and at the same time michelin is also doing some trials for van vehicles at the moment in singapore and they will do it for next year in france yeah okay so what is the message here michelin is keen on proving if their concept works and provides the engineering solutions and you know all these parameters that you as a customer need which is uh, do you have safety do you have durability can you handle the vehicle well, right? And this is kind of Michelin focus, purely PLT. And then uh, we have Goodyear, which is kind of fast follower and saying, okay, we will also have our, our PLT solution. And then comes the player that for us in truck tire business is the most relevant one, which is Bridgestone. Because Bridgestone, as they saw the motions of Michelin said, maybe we don't go in that direction. Maybe we think a little bit more broad and we think of truck tire applications. And since a couple of years, let's say 2019, 2018 to 2019, they kicked out their kind of airless project concept within Bridgestone, where they try to take out pneumatic tires from trailer application, put in an airless tire, and yeah, develop a solution that maybe long-term can be sold to customers. And now going back to what Michael said, there are big engineering challenges. And this is kind of the complete... This is the biggest question that we have, right? So if you are able to tackle all the engineering challenges of load, heat buildup, wear, and behavior of the tire, then you also need to think of something that is very relevant for us here in the truck tire business, which is price, right? So again, economy of scale, we make, uh, we make tens of thousands of tires, uh, let's say at a week, yeah? Um, to make airless tires means complete different set of tooling, uh, different set of manufacturing speeds. With, with, and with the message that I'm trying to bring to everybody that is listening to the podcast is this might be the future, but it's not going to be this mass production future. Yeah? This is going to be for this certain time being a kind of niche application. And this is where our competitors are kind of moving and investing. Right, because it might be that we will need a specific airless type tire for a specific kind of vehicle, so that it's tuned to it. Right? Yeah, that's it's really interesting looking at it like that. Because I mean, you, you talked about in the '70s with the space program, and you know, it, it's not a it's not a quick and easy jump to get from that you know one handmade unit to get up to the scale that you're going to need for a, for a trucking fleet. And if we think about um, maybe in the mid to far future airless tires being the dominant tire on the market uh, the change towards it 
would not happen drastically or quick. It will be a long transition phase. It will start in, in niches where the special performance, which is different for an airless tire, will place its strength and the disadvantages will not be so important. So if we look at the performance, we have a pretty clear expectation how a non-pneumatic or airless tire will perform. If we think about um, mileage, we can have a slightly better improved footprint, giving with the same compound parameters, maybe a longer usability. But uh, if we think about rolling resistance, it will be drastically higher. So the fuel consumption or in for BVs, the electrical consumption will raise, that's for sure. The cost of the system will be also more expensive, especially in the beginning. Also because we will definitely have a more heavy tire or more heavy wheel system than we have right now. So at the other hand, the big advantage, which is, which is also quite obvious, if you think about it, is you cannot lose the air if there's no air inside. So applications which are desperately looking for uh, enhanced mobility solutions. If we think about last mile delivery, if we think about um, areas where the maintenance is not easy to organize or not happening in a regular phase or where downtime is having very pricely or costly impacts. These are segments uh, where it can start or where uh, airless tire can get first ground or can be sold in the first places. So what we are doing right now at the R&D is especially analyzing this, looking for the segments where the advantages of the airless tires plays a big role and the disadvantages could be accepted or even ignored. That's really interesting. And you really, uh, I'm still trying to wrap my head around uh, the rolling resistance information you just gave us. I mean, you know, you would think that with airless tires without the sidewall on them, the, the limited sidewall flex, you know, you would see improvements in that. But yeah, I mean, without that, that's that's huge. I mean, even for looking at truck tire trailers that we're, we're talking about. I mean, you know, I had a, I had a fleet customer who told me one time, he's like, you know, we look at all of our trailers as essentially boat anchors we have to drag behind our truck, right? So the more efficient we can make this this boat anchor with less drag, the, the better off we are uh, as an operation as a whole here. And if, you, if you're talking about increasing your rolling resistance on those, that uh, definitely poses a problem. And with the rise of EVs, that's an even bigger problem and concern. We have a lot of these truck disruptive technologies that are being brought into, brought currently to the future or currently to the present. So we're basically discussing EV, so the 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 the, the appearance of more uh, electrical vehicles on the roads. And then there's always a question mark: Oh, do we have the infrastructure to really charge them? Yeah, this is a this is a big topic. Then we have autonomous truck driving or autonomous driving basically uh, and then we have this airless and and the airless tires are also connected a little bit towards this direction to go out 
full autonomy. Because there, and back to what Michael said, then we, we don't necessarily need to do any maintenance. And uh, to also come back to what you said about the customers, the, the engineering issues of load capability, durability of the tire, and, and higher rolling resistance that at the moment is expected out of airless tires is, is, the, is the main drawbacks. And then when you think about it, then what what is the future of, of airless? Like like Michael said, uh, it's most likely a niche unless um, we change completely the way that we do our business. And that would mean instead of customers buying tires, they are actually renting these, these airless and they, they're basically going to a kind of leasing system. Because that's the only way that I see that um, maybe this could be kind of affordable for the time being, where we don't really have like mass production of airless. Um, and this is also interesting, maybe something to monitor, um, to see how Michelin will approach UPTIS and providing tires to DHL, where they're going to do trials in, like I said at the beginning, in Singapore and France. If instead of selling, they're going to for sure go into a more of a fleet uh, agreement where they pay so-and-so price per month, like a, a renting system. Um, because you need to think about it. Also here, um, if we go a little bit outside of our industry, uh, sometimes um, there are products that are sold at a loss of a company financially, and then you try to recoup or generate profit out of additional services. I mean, uh, if you think, for example, like video game consoles, for example, current generation, I mean, it doesn't matter if you're a gamer or not, these items or these devices are sold at a loss to the companies, right? And this might be also kind of the business model as we move forward towards airless, where these items are kind of sold or rented at a loss for the company and try they try to recoup the costs via additional services or long-term, uh, let's say, mileage contracts. Um, but as you can see, there is a big question mark and it's really the profitability. Yeah, very, very interesting. I mean, we, we've talked about tire leasing before. I mean, usually in the US market, it's been in, in applications like waste hall or, or maybe in urban buses. But, you know, thinking about this would be a huge transition in the market, like you said. I mean, managing a leasing program for, I mean, just looking at some of these larger trucking fleets for this would be, I mean, a huge undertaking. And and also, too, not even to mention, you know, how do you manage retreading? How do you manage life cycles of these tires? I mean, that's a, that is a very substantial transition to, to be planned for and to be implemented. You know, we mentioned uh, a little bit about how Bridgestone was, was kind of one of the few going in the direction of truck tires here. Do you think there's uh, any way we could talk a little bit more about what they've been doing? Sure. Um, the story of Bridgestone is, um, and maybe let's go back a little bit to Michelin. Um, Michelin, when the concept appeared, they, they came with a concept around in the early 2000s, as I said, and then it went nowhere. And then two engineers within Michelin kind of proposed moving forward. And as many stories sometimes that we have in, in technological evolution, sometimes it takes a couple of people that, that have the idea and the vision. They say, we want to push forward. And these two engineers, I don't fully remember now the names, um, you, but you can Google them. They are kind of the originators of um, the, the product that Michelin has called Twill, which is the one that I said, you can see it in lawnmowers or small industrial vehicles or even ATVs. Um, for Bridgestone, um, and this is the thing, uh, Bridgestone in around 2010 in Japan had small airless concepts for small electrical vehicles, and we're talking here 
mobility items for elderly. We're talking here small vehicles, really something low speed, nothing spectacular. And when Bridgestone really started to try to investigate on the airless concept, what they did is they actually bought technology. So there was a company that around 2006 was called Resilient Technologies. And they were also trying to bring an airless product to the market. They had a kind of partnership with the U.S. military to maybe provide this airless solution to um, Humvees. Um, but this did not progress forward uh, because, as you know, if you shoot a, a tire, doesn't matter if it's airless or not. I mean, at a certain point, you destroy the structural integrity. And I think either due to cost or either due to overall robustness of the tire, this solution did not progress with the the U.S. military. And at that point, Resilient Technologies uh, resorted to Polaris, which is an ATV manufacturer, to bring their... Um, uh, airless solution uh, to their vehicles. And they had one specific vehicle uh, that basically ran on these tires. The point is, where does Bridgestone steps in? Bridgestone comes in, and around 2018, they basically bought this patent of the resilient technologies. And this uh, became kind of their uh, prototype concept to do a kind of scale, yeah? So we're basically discussing they had a small tire that you put in a small all-terrain vehicle, a very low load, and they said, okay, can we scale it into a truck tire um, tire size and put more load on top and basically solve all the issues? And based on the information that it's also kind of publicly available because Bridgestone also does a podcast, uh, surprisingly enough, um, we found out that they could not fully scale the, the resilient technologies concept to a standard truck tire size. And what they did since around 2019 is they've been going into prototyping phase with a lot of support of virtual development to try to reach some level of ETOs that basically fulfill some of the engineering issues that, yeah, that airless tires provide. And the last update is that um, they would like to have new prototypes last year, and they would like to go into fleet testing this year and potentially a very controlled fleet launch in 2025. But don't forget, one thing is what you want, one thing is the reality. And I, so I'm Benchmark Truck Tires, and I've been monitoring airless since around 2020. And I've since last year, there's been no news on Bridgestone's side regarding airless tires. And that usually means delays, meaning something didn't work out. Um, or surprisingly enough, maybe we get a news, let's say in January at the Consumer Electronic Expo, saying that they have a wonderful airless concept. But I would say that at the moment, from a truck perspective, from a Bridgestone perspective, they are working on it. And from a patent side, um, we see that they're trying to patent ways to manufacture airless uh, truck tires. So on, on, on a more complex level than what we do, right? And that's kind of basically the story so far. Wow. So from side-by-side -side tires at Polaris to uh, hopefully uh, truck tires, if you, if, well, hopefully if you're Bridgestone, I guess, in, uh, in 2025 here, right? Wow. That is, uh, that is quite the interesting jump. And Sounds like we still have a little bit of time before we have to worry about seeing these in our in our market, though. But 
Um, there might be a chance of catching a, a couple of test ones maybe in the next couple of years, it sounds like. I mean, don't forget, and maybe we didn't mention it today, uh, both of us, both Michael and myself, there's also the legal side of it. Um, you need to have this um, legally cleared with the authorities. I mean, you need uh, certifications. You need to discuss this with the Department of Transportation. You cannot just, first of all, test an airless tire on a public road. And you need to yeah, develop all the legislation behind because at a certain point in time, there will be an accident with an airless tire. And as we know in the U.S., uh, you know, lawsuits and accidents, uh, all of this, the, the, the bureaucracy, the legislation behind needs to be properly set up. So sometimes, yes, the engineering can progress in a certain direction. I'm not saying Bridgeton will launch something by 2025 because as we've seen, Michelin also said something in the early 2000s and it took us 20 years to reach where we are today. Um, but let's say it like that. Um, the legislation also needs to progress in the direction that airless tires can be used on public roads. Everything is clarified because you know we are in the automotive industry and accidents happen. Well, guys, I got I got one other question for you. I want to ask, and and yeah, I'm gonna to have to ask you to use a little bit of imagination here. But I mean, if you were to to look into a, a truck tire crystal ball, and you were to look, let's say, 20 years into the future from now, what do you think the airless tire would look like in 20 years? What do you think its impact on our industry would be? I mean, do you think it's something that would be here, or, or what are you guys' thoughts on that? At the end, it's difficult to to start to look at the tires directly. So what I would do instead is looking at the trucks and their application. And as Nuno already said as well, um, we have several groundbreaking technologies coming up or being at the border to, to come to the market. As we say, BEVs making progress, autonomous driving as well. So we will definitely see uh, a com combination of both these technologies and this will be in 20 years quite likely be the the main application also thinking about the difficulties to find drivers in certain areas for for the companies for the trucks and so on so what i would imagine in 20 years is we have a big demand for trucks driving autonomously with BEV. And the big question there is what kind of tires do those trucks need? And this is then leading to your question, kind of. And if we think about on autonomous driving, first of all, the tires will be not supervised by, by the driver anymore. So usually if tires fail, which is uh, only happening very, very rarely, but it could happen, it is not a sudden impact or something, but usually you notice some rumble, maybe from irregular wear or something, and um, the drivers have a hint to check their tires. And if we think about autonomous driving, this control of the tire performance will be less. You can have inspection at certain stations for sure, but on the road itself, it will be difficult to train the driving computer to to consider those slight changes. Sometimes it might be just the sound of the tire changing, uh, indicating that there's something to check. And uh, this will definitely require some 
mobility solution and airless tire could be one of those. If we think about BEV, also there, uh, as we discussed previously about rolling resistance, um, it could be that the battery technologies, they are also progressing. That range is not the big, big limiting factor anymore. And that um, the strong demands we see right now in the direction of rolling resistance could be even dropping. Also in the consideration of um, sustainability, which will play a much, much bigger role in the future or already is playing a big role today. And also theirs, airless tires would have a big advantage regarding retrainability is at least that what what we expect from from our analy analysis we are doing for sure so it could uh, could be uh, a well fitting tire for the future but there are a lot and i mean a lot of substantial questions to be answered to really bring this into the market so it's difficult to really make a good guess here well, I appreciate you giving it a shot. We won't, we won't hold you to your uh, your predictions for the future here, but definitely a very interesting to talk about um, the impact for autonomous driving and, and vehicles. And you know, I, I, you don't have a driver who's doing a pre trip, right? You don't have a driver who can say, "Hey, something feels off with this," you know, as a as a symptom of a regular wear of an alignment condition. Um, you know, and it's it's interesting thinking about okay, well, hey, maybe airless tires are an option, but also you know, looking at where we're at currently with our sensor technologies for our digital solutions product lines, you know, there's a lot of these things that can feed straight into a computer when there are those kind of problems with your existing pneumatic tires, whether it's a air pressure problem or a, a temperature problem. Um, that'd be, it's, it's interesting to see, Hey, well, we're, we're already working on that. Um, you know, when there's, there's only, uh, you know, we're barely scratching the surface, I would say of some of the autonomous trucks and, and what the future might hold for that. So definitely interesting to think about, uh, you know, the future of the airless tire there and seeing where we're at currently and with some of our existing technology. Yeah, and uh, I would, uh, to compliment Michael, I would say that airless should be, will be part of the truck tire portfolio, uh, highly OE driven towards the the manufacturers or companies that manage autonomy truck driving. And we cannot assume that in 20 years, all the world will be airless. I would say will be part of a percentage. So we have specialty tires. In specialty tires, we use solid tires to a, a degree. We have bicycle tires, that's, that's, that's pneumatic, sure. But what I'm trying to say is that it will be part of the portfolio. And I think and then it depends. Will it be part of the truck portfolio, or will it be more? Uh, you know, they will have more articles for, for example, PLT sites, so passenger and light truck, or will it continue to grow in this kind of more slow speed, low speed, low low loads applications? I think airless will do a reentry. Uh, it will not completely, like Michael said at the beginning of the of the podcast, it will not completely shift. Not. 100% of the volume in 20 years will be airless. That will be a kind of splitting in between. Perfect. Well, it sounds like uh, e either way, we're going to have uh, an exciting future ahead of us seeing uh, what changes are in place and seeing how this gets implemented into the market here. Um, but uh, as our time is, is just about up here, I'll give you guys both an opportunity if there's any closing thoughts or anything that you'd like to, to say to our field sales team here, I'll uh, give you guys the floor. 
Uh, maybe I, I go first. I I would suggest that if you are seeing, if if you are in the region and for some reason, some miracle, let's say Texas, and I say Texas because that's where Bridgeton has their proving grounds. If you see some airless uh, truck uh, being driven, uh, airless uh, truck trailer combination being driven around, and you see a weird uh, tire mounted on the trailer, please let us know. That's number one. So if you see something interesting in the region that you work or some ETOs or uh, experimental tires being tested by our competitors in the direction of airless, <laughs> surprisingly, if you would find something, please always inform, inform your R&D partner, especially Michael. Um, and the other thing is, um, Michael, as, as he discussed, I guess you were talking about business case, business plan. It will also be interesting always to have your feedback of, of how marketing and sales sees the situation with airless and how could they, um, you know, based on their experience from their area of work, how would they see this moving forward? Because that would for sure help always R&D in terms of, uh, you know, maybe assigning more resources to investigate or to deciding, okay, maybe this is a potential business plan. And like this, I, I give it to Michael because I'm sure that he has other ideas in mind. Thank you, Nuno. Yeah. Um, I would like to pick up on the, the business case, which is uh, quite interesting to investigate. And it will it will start with a niche. And the smaller the niche, the bigger the or the higher the possibility that the airless tire really fits. But from central, it's difficult to know all the niches. So we slightly talked about advantages, disadvantages of airless tires. And if you have something coming to your mind, like, whoa, in this very niche application, airless tires would perfectly, I would be happy to hear about it. And to conclude, I also want to say, yeah, thank you very much for, for having me here in the podcast, giving me the chance to, to talk about Alice. <laughs> well, well, thank you guys so much for the time and, and the expertise here. Uh, and, and I'll also say too, I mean, for our audience who's listening, if, if you guys are seeing this, just like what Nuno asked or what Mike was talking about for the business case here, you know, one of the best things you can do is keep your eyes open, you know, talk to your fleets. If these topics come up more and more frequently, this is the one of the exact reasons we have our product conference a couple times each year. So don't be afraid to reach out to our product management team, to our R&D team. Um, and the more we can share this information, the more we can get ahead of it. Um, so just uh, don't don't be afraid to look out there and, and see what you see and and uh, be, be willing to communicate this with uh, our not only our local team, but also folks like uh, Michael and Nuno here who uh, are, are really helping to, to build the future of these. So we appreciate you guys taking your time to to talk to our sales team and uh, share some of your, your knowledge on these subjects. So Appreciate the time. Had uh, had a fun time getting to know you guys a little bit today. Thank you, Josh. And uh, we wish you a lot of success for the podcast. And we wish to everybody that is listening us, if you're driving, eyes on the road. Uh, but I hope you enjoyed our conversation altogether. Perfect. That, that might thank be you very much. Is it? Yep. <laughs> Thanks. Sorry, Michael. Go for it. Uh, yeah. Thank you very much. And stay healthy. Perfect. Thank you both for your time. And uh, we will uh, talk again here sometime soon, I'm sure. And for all of our listeners out there, thank you guys for your time today. And until next time, keep on rolling.